Welcome back to the My Nook Oi Magazine and Silver Shark Media Podcast. I'm Jason Evans of Silver Shark Media, and as always, we thank you for tuning in today and encourage you to subscribe and download to the podcast series. I'd like to welcome our next guest, Mary Anderson, president and co-owner of Cahola Brewery. So Mary, thanks for taking the time to chat today. Aloha, Jason. Thank you so much for having us on. We're, we're quite pleased. Of course, of course. So Mary, I want, I want to talk beer a little bit today, but of course, but I, I first want to get our audience to learn a little bit more about you. So how did your career path lead you to Kohola? <laughs> That's a really great question. Um, you need a map with lots of stickers on there. <laughs> um, I actually, my career path is an interesting one. I, I started off in uh, in semiconductors and engineering in Silicon Valley. A natural transition to beer. Yeah, I have to tell you, my colleagues are very, very uh, jealous. Uh, <laughs> I ended up going to to software at uh, Dolby Laboratories. Retired. Yep. Moved to the island uh, in 2016, and uh, through all that time, I would say that I was an avid beer drinker. Uh, and, and connoisseur of some sorts. Um, but ultimately, uh, we just really love the product and, and we live here on the West side. So I think Kohola found me. I, I don't know. So just necessarily believe that I found Kohola. Oh, that's great. That's a, a great way to phrase it. So, you know, you've, you've been through the Silicon Valley company structure. What's the difference in that and running a brewery? I have to imagine it's drastically different. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Um, it's drastic, but there's also tons of similarities. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I was always really passionate about in my Silicon Valley career was growing businesses, starting and growing businesses yeah. and working with startups and, you know, hustling and all that kind of fun stuff. And I have to tell you that being in a small brewery like Cola, it's very similar. Yeah. So you kind of have some of the same structure. You have the people that are really focused on making great product. Mm-hmm. Um, you have people who are focused on marketing that product mm-hmm. and selling that product. And then, you know, there's those people who are just making sure that you're constantly doing the right strategic work uh, to scale and to grow and to respond to your consum- consumers. So it's it's actually not that different besides the titles are a little different. Right. Well, I guess it's it's similar, you know, being a, a problem solver or a, you know, business builder, as, as you talk about sort of just that transition and just the, the pieces may be different, but the puzzle is still fairly similar on what your goals are. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's been fun to leverage my experiences and kind of developing products, working with consumers and, and delivering it to them in a way that um, surprises and delights. And that's what we try to do every day at Cola, which is really great, make great, amazing craft beer and uh, make sure that we can get it to everyone. <laughs> yeah. So Cahola was founded in 2014, but you guys didn't take over until 2020. So what was the timeline for you guys heading into last year? We were actually the consumer of Cahola at the time. We were patrons and we spent many a time hitting the beach, going surfing and then sitting at the tap room and enjoying their amazing craft. Um, but it's an extremely, uh, and, and they, that at that time and the owners that, they, that created the brand and created the, the original product, you know, it, it was getting really tough already at that point. Um, yeah. it was just about making sure that you could keep the lights on, you know, you could, you could build enough beer. Um, but they were really, they were really delivering an amazing taproom experience for folks. Right. And it created this a really strong following because, frankly, you know, people who care about beer, just like any of anything else, if you care about it, they can tell that Kohola has an amazing product. Right. So we were the same. So um, it was a, you know, I think 
that the pandemic, unfortunately, and, and, and what we saw happen here locally in March of 2020, which seems like many, many moons ago, but I guess it was only a little bit over a year ago. Right. That was really challenging. And I, and I think it was unfortunately kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back in the sense that that experience, that, that phenomenal experience that they're delivering in the tap room got turned off immediately. Yep. And all of those restaurants and bars that were not only supporting our locals and, and, and uh, supplying our locals, but also obviously our visitors mm-hmm. got turned off. And, and so it just, it really put the brewery in, in a really unfortunate position, like, like so many businesses on this island. I right. mean, this is a, a very common story I'm sure you're hearing. Sure. So Kohola shut down and that's where you guys kind of jump in and you jump in at an interesting time where it was still kind of an uncertain period um, to, to get into trying to revive a business when domestic travel, overseas travel was still not happening to Maui. Um, so walk me through that process of you weighing the pros and cons and deciding, you know what, we can do this. We can get this brewery back up and running and ready that when travel does open up, um, that we'll have an experience waiting for people. Yeah, that is a, (laughs) um, a lot of people ask us that, um, it was a wild time to buy a small local business that was completely shut down and try to re-energize it. It really came back to this kind of idea that we believe that the Kohola brand and product is just phenomenal. It just, it really consistently delivers. The quality is amazing, the extremely award-winning. And we loved, as Westsiders, loved it. We loved the the tap room. We loved the beers. We loved to, you know, to enjoy that. We loved the experience. Um, And frankly, I think part of us, we just didn't, we didn't want it to go wet. Yeah. We felt like it was an important part of the West Side. And frankly, I think it's an important part of this concept around diversification of our economy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a product that we build here locally, but you know, one day we will be exporting it, not just out in state like we do now, but to the mainland sure, or even internationally. Yeah. So it, it was a hard decision because, you know, the, the uncertainty was, was really high at that time. Um, and we had no clue, uh, you know, what was going to pan out, how quickly we were going to get to reopening. But we felt like we, if we, if we got in there, we got the team back together um, and we just started brewing. <laughs> it sounds funny, but it's like if we just started brewing, we would kind of figure out how to make the rust fall online. Right. And um, that sounds a little naive, but, um, you know, we felt like we both myself and my husband have learned how to turn things around in businesses. And so we just said, OK, we're going to we're going to turn this around. You know, we had enough staying power to know that it's going to, it may take a while and that's mm-hmm. okay. So we, we can't expect it for it to happen overnight. Yep. So if we're, you know, if we're willing to put in the hard work and we're willing to stay with it and, and really build it, um, we, we just felt so much believed in, in the, the, the amazing brew that they do. We knew we'd probably bring it, bring it back to not only its former glory, but, you know, even something greater. Well, I, I think that's a testament to you said, or what you said earlier about, you know, just a belief in the product on you know, building, building something on a quality product that's made here locally and kind of sorting the rest out. Exactly right. So 
Well, as, as you're able to reopen, so let, let's kind of fast forward a little bit into, you know, October of last year, November, December, we start to get a little bit of uptick in tourism. And now um, a little bit of an uptick for anyone who lives here feels like it feels like we're back. And the statistics are pretty close to being kind of pre-pandemic visitor level. But for restaurants and other businesses, not everyone's allowed full capacity. So what have been some of kind of the earlier challenges with the reopen and what have been some things that maybe went a little smoother than you thought they would? Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, the, the, um, the craziest, and I reflect on it now, the craziest thing was deciding how do you create an, an experience for your customer that's safe, yep. but still enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, we wanted to protect not just our employees, obviously, but we didn't want our customers to come in and not feel safe or not right. be able to enjoy their beer, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fundamentally, creating that safety and that comfort um, was really important. And that was that was a very, very wild experience to try to understand what that was going to involve. Um, how are we going to um, make our customers feel not not just safe, but welcome, yeah. which was challenging. And of course, you know, at some point, the economies of scale kind of follow that that whole principle goes away because you just there's no way that you can support, you know, you're not no longer at 100 percent capacity you're at 30 percent capacity. Yeah. So we just created new business objectives for us. So one of the business objectives in the early stage is like, you know what, let's let's just get our locals back. So we did an entire program when we first opened on September 9th, like and we called it pandemic pricing. And we just like, you know what, let's just get our locals back that love the brand and let's just give them a moment where they can rest and, and enjoy a beer that's cheap because um, we knew we were all falling on hard times. Yeah. So that was kind of the first business objective. You know, the second business objective was, okay, let's just start brewing again and let's brew at the same quality we've always delivered or better. And, and so it kept us focused, you know, it was no longer about like, we have to um, kill it every night in the tap room in terms of revenue, or we need to, you know, increase this many barrels um, mm -hmm. from a revenue or shipping perspective. It just, it was step-by-step, step. like, how do you, how do we put this, this, this thing back together? Great experience for our locals with great pricing. Um, brewing, you know, at an ex exceptional quality beer locally. Um, and, and so that kind of unfolded. And, and um, what we realized through that process was we were able to create a great experience for not just our locals, but then ultimately our visitors. We were brewing really great beer yeah. and we had the team back. And that, that was really great too. It, was re it felt really good to be able to provide those jobs to folks that had lost them back yeah. in March and hadn't been doing that work that they love. They're, I mean, the people that work at Cola are just super passionate about the craft. Yeah. And that's, that's really fun. So we learned a lot. I, I bet. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm, I'm an expert at reading CDC guidelines now, but, um, <laughs> and, and learning how fast they change <laughs> yeah, and learning how fast they change and how to communicate why the CDC is different than the state and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we're really pleased. We're really pleased because everybody really came together. I mean, it was totally, the, the team is just amazing there and it was absolutely a team effort to make, to open those doors and to kind of, you know, bring the life of the, of the company back. Well, I'll, I'll step away from pandemic chatter and get kind of more into to brewery chatter um, and maybe maybe lighten the topic a little bit. But I, I still think that there's some really fascinating insights that that you're able to give for an industry that a lot of people 
would love to be into. I mean, if you look at the home brewer scene or the micro brewer scene, it's, it's certainly a booming industry. So earlier you talked about the idea of um, exporting out of Hawaii, right? So exporting to different states or internationally. How difficult, because I, I know the answer to this, but I just want to hear it from someone in your shoes. How difficult is it to get your beer accepted in distribution in other states and other countries? You know, it's really challenging. Um, it's, it's, it's a, um, we love the place that we all live. You know, Maui is, a, is the, the best place, in my opinion, on this planet to live. But it is one of the most challenging places to produce something like beer. Um, for many different reasons. And then to get that beer off the island is another level of, of, of challenge. Um, and there's, and obviously, you know, our, our good friends at Maui Brew Co. have done an, an exceptional job sure. um, at, that, at that. And I think the story that you have to tell is the story, first of all, of Aloha, frankly, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason we're all here um, and that we build our product with care and love you know, and, and that we, we want this, um, that, that a little bit of that aloha to be in everyday's life, everyone's everyday's life, you know, on the mainland. And I think that's kind of the beauty is, and that's why we get the visitors that we get is that, um, there is, there's magic here and and people know that. So how do you tell that story to connect that Maui lifestyle, um, to an amazing, uh, craft beer experience? And, and that in itself is a huge challenge and, and, you know, comes with a significant amount of cost. And, and then it's about finding that partner um, on the mainland that's going to be really there to talk, tell your story, tell your brand um, story, tell your brand product piece. And that's, <laughs> that's a completely different challenge in itself. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a longer term goal for us, for sure. It we're, you know, we, we ultimately think that that's the right thing for the company to do. Yeah. Um, but first we really want, everyone in Maui to feel like they can get a Koholo beer anywhere they want. Um, and then in the state of Hawaii. And then once we've really successfully accomplished that, we'll pick our heads up and, and we'll look internationally and, and uh, you know, across the pond to the mainland. Sure. Sure. So I, I know you're not the brew master with the, with the recipes and, and mixing oh, no. hops and stuff, <laughs> but I, I will, I will dabble in that, that realm. You know, I have to imagine that, conversations with your brewmaster um, bring up a lot of different ideas for different recipes. And one of the joys that people have, um, if they're a local and they come into Kohola and they see something new on the menu, it stands out, something they might want to try. If it's a visitor, um, maybe it's a returning visitor that wants to try something different. What's the process like for taking a idea for a recipe and that recipe not just being made, I'm sure that happens quite a bit, but to the point where you say, you know what, like, we're going to put that on our menu and give it a test drive and, and see if it, see if it has lasting power. Yeah. You know, I'll use a great example that just happened um, pretty recently. So um, the way that we kind of think about it is, is first of all, are there partners that we want to necessarily engage in that conversation? So a partnership that we just built was with the Merriman's monkey pod team sure. here in, uh, statewide. And we wanted to bring beer that we knew, first of all, We've got, you know, if you had, if you were outside today, you know, it was hot today. Yep. Um, so that's first and foremost, we want the beer to be enjoyed and experienced in our climate. So that kind of helps set the tone for the beer. Um, so doing, you know, a really heavy porter or something like that, unless it's seasonal at the holiday, kind of, you just, you know, it's, it's a little bit hard to swallow. Right. 
Um, so we started thinking about, okay, and what's something that will really pair nicely with our, frankly, our local flair, our local taste buds. So whether that's, you know, something that will go nice with a, a bowl of Simon or um, something that would go great with a fish taco um, or, you know, piece of ahi sashimi, like that, that is absolutely forefront in our conversation. So what you, what happened ultimately is, is we had that conversation and we, we decided we wanted to build an American style wheat. So that, that requires a certain yeast, it requires certain hops. And we wanted a, a wheat to have light, a lightness to it, but a little bit of that mouthfeel that you have so that it could pair up with lighter foods mm-hmm. like some ahi sashimi or something like that or a sushi roll. Um, and, and through the discussions with them, we ended up with this really amazing wheat beer that we're really excited that we just, just launched and is going to be out in the Merriman's and Monkey Pod restaurants here very quickly called Pete's Island Wheat. Hmm. And it's really this, it is a light wheat with these beautiful tropical notes, kind of this guava passion fruit, these notes. Um, and that's something that, and that's exactly kind of how we think about it. So it's going to go great with, you know, a wonderful dish from, from Peter Merriman or, a, a, you know, a great pizza at Monkey Pod. Sure. Um, and so that's that's kind of how we think about it. And it, it has a lot to do with our lifestyle. It has a lot to do with the food we eat, um, the flavors and the smells that we all kind of have here on this island, which I think is one of the things that makes the beer so special. And, and actually, you know, when we go to International Beer um, Awards, we we tend to do really well at them because they are unique and they, they have their own place in the world. Yeah. Well, I can I can hear residents ears perking up at Pete's Island wheat. So can you let's hone in on that for a second your your partnership with merriman's and monkey pod approximately when will that be available at merriman's and monkey pod establishments statewide oh that's really exciting i think that should be on you should get see those on tap starting monday next monday um so it's it's in the distribution channel right now and we just got to get it got to get those kegs tapped and hooked up at the restaurants and we're we're excited the other really exciting part of that is um a part both merriman's monkey pod and kohola are going to uh, be donating a percentage of the profits to the Polynesian Voyaging Society. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. So, yeah. What a fun way to also kind of celebrate one of, I think, our, our, our in- most interesting cultural organizations um, that celebrates one of the magics of, you know, magical talents that we have of, of the Hawaiian culture, this, this amazing ability to, to navigate, <laughs> yeah. navigate across wide oceans via the stars. So we're really excited about that. We're, we're really happy to be part of that organization now. That's fantastic. And navigating has been, I think, the key word over the last year for a lot of businesses navigating their way, um, you know, back out of back out of everything. So, yeah, I kind of could have used a few few more stars to show me the way, but I think we did OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what would one bit of advice be to someone who's listening? And it doesn't have to be someone necessarily listening here on Maui. It could be someone listening anywhere. Um, but maybe, you know, they have that home brew that they've been doing for a couple years and and hear this story of, wow, uh, here's someone that went from a job that wasn't necessarily a natural pathway to running a brewery. Um, what would one bit of advice be for someone who has an interest to pursue this? And that could be a cautionary tale. It could be a motivational piece of advice. Yeah, I think it, it is. It's a, it's a fun, um, it's such a fun business. Um, and I would just say it's, you know, focus on, on that product. And then when you feel like you've got something special, um, share it, get it out there, get people excited about it. Be, be fiercely dedicated to quality, be fiercely dedicated to that flavor profile or that product and, and then share it with the world. And, you know, um, you know, we as consumers are, are pretty good judges of character sometimes, and you'd be surprised um, how quickly 
that 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 beer, that ale, that seltzer, whatever you're doing, will get caught up and 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 get a loyal following. So, you know, it's it's about an amazing product. Just focus 100% on that with amazing quality, and then share it with the world. And um, and it's a fun thing to share. <laughs> it's always fun to sit down with somebody and have a beer, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's the way the world goes around sometimes. Um, yes, absolutely. So I I will put you on the spot. What is your favorite Cohola beer? Ooh, my Re- regular is, menu, uh, but, regular menu. It can't be a special yeah, that was yeah, here for like a, two, you know, a month. My favorite is our Lokahi Pilsner. It's just an amazing Pilsner. It's actually a uh, GABF uh, bronze medal winner. It's just, uh, it's light, it's clean. Um, it's perfect after being, you know, surfing for half a day. And it just, it's just one of my favorites and it's my go-to. It, it is a good beer. I've had that beer in the past as well. And it is one of mine as well. So as, as, Tourism kind of really starts to kick in here over the next few months. What are your sort of hopes and expectations for the remainder of 2021 for Kohola? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, um, we're, we're doing really well right now. We're actually outpacing where we were pre pandemic. So that's really exciting. Um, I'd like to continue to celebrate our team and, and build out our team. Um, so that we, you know, we, you need, you need a great product, but you also need a great team, a great culture within yep. the, the company. Um, we're firm believers of that. And, um, you can't have uh, a great col- product without a great culture. Just, they go hand in hand. So we want to continue to, to build that. Uh, we want to have broader distribution, certainly at our grocery stores, like the food lands and mm-hmm. second savings and places like that, where we know we can get to our locals. Um, and we want to do a really, a really good job at um, supplying essentially statewide if we can. Yeah. So lots of big goals. Um, we're bringing on more tanks, more people. <laughs> we're working more days. So <laughs> it's all, it's all heading in the right direction. And, and I, you know, I continue to hope that our, our um, partners in the political world uh, here locally support us as businesses in terms of, you know, working with us to make sure that. Our rules are well understood, and um, but that we, you know, invite our visitors or make our visitors feel welcome here, um, and and keep everybody safe. Right. Frankly. Well, if if people want to learn more um, about your hours, any specials, any small events that might be coming around the corner, what is the best place for them to follow Kohola, whether it be on social media or find Kohola online? Yeah, Facebook and Instagram are at Kohola Brewery. We, we post a lot of stuff on there, especially with the upcoming events and music. Um, and koholabrewery.com, uh, we, we try to do the same there. We also keep uh, certainly Google and uh, Yelp and TripAdvisor up to date as well. So any of those, those channels are, are good sources of information. Awesome. Well, Mary, I, I know it's a fan favorite uh, destination of, of mine, and I'm sure many residents and visitors alike. So it's it's great to see kind of this reinjection of energy that's been put into it since you guys came aboard, you know, in, in August of, of last year. So I wish you all the success in the world and, and look forward to watching Kohola uh, grow and expand. Thank you so much, Jason, for having us and uh, come to the tap room and I'll buy you a beer. <laughs>